had to go to that meeting this morning, and I just posted that, like, the legislature that is um, being discussed, I guess, and it's basically just that all ICU staff will be mandated to get um, the vaccine, and I just posted – I didn't even post anything controversial with it. I just put that um, I think this is something that – some staff might care about in a screenshot of it. That's all I put. And um, then comments kind of went back and forth. Like one of the guys I worked with was joking. He was like, Mm -hmm. just posted a link to Jimmy John's listing and stuff. And so- I have uh, no idea what that is. (laughs) Oh, it's like a sandwich shop. Like like a Subway or something. Okay. (laughs) Just a job posting. Like, like, oh, I could go work here. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. It was just a joke. And then my manager commented on it I that she had sent it to um, the director of nursing for our hospital system and our director, and they didn't know anything about it, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's weird, first of all. Mm-hmm. And so that's weird. And I just basically was like, this is the time to speak up about it if anybody wants to speak up. I wasn't telling people they had mm-hmm. to speak up or not to speak up or anything like that. Um, but then all of a sudden I'd seen that she commented and when I went to look to see what she commented, it wasn't there anymore. So I just hmm. text her, did you delete my post? And she was like, yeah, I did. Sorry. I commented before it. I'll show you what I commented. And basically she said she was asked by administration to take it down because, oh um, it's controversial and she didn't want, um, I need, people need to be aware of the social media policies and that we're not allowed to discuss medical advice. And I'll read you what I wrote to her because I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like I I didn't sound like medical advice. It sounded like, oh, this is a new policy that's coming up. Not at all. I was so mad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She said, make sure you know our social media policy. Basically, if you associate yourself with blank hospital, I'm not going to say my hospital, on social media, you cannot give advice on anything medically related. I said, how is this medical advice? So should we remove all the posts telling people to get their shots and wear their masks as well? Sounds like sounds like my hospital is shutting down discussion and not holding up their diversity training that they just promoted. And Mm -hmm. she says, it wasn't medical advice, but it was opening a door for opinions. That's all. Just wanted to let people know about social media policy that's likely going to cause a lot of chatter. Everyone has their opinions for sure. They just can't allow people to think it's the opinion of blank hospital or um, really even go specifically against what Blank Hospital is asking for um, the community regarding vaccines. I said, interesting. I'm not surprised expecting this much or I expected this much as a diversity we champion is actually code for conformity. I said, how do we learn to grow without debate? Where did the practice of medicine, the practice in quotes of medicine go and second opinions when only one p- opinion is allowed to be discussed? Mm-hmm. This is truly so sad. She said, no one's saying you can't debate, just not on the Facebook page. There has been some the same social media policy for years. So wait, not, is it a Facebook page or is it a Facebook, a Facebook group? Because that's it's a Facebook group. So no one so else. So that's can very see different. This. Yes. Yeah. And this directly It's just affects, hospital employees. Yeah, this directly affects the staff of the hospital. And there's over probably yeah. a third of the nursing staff that does not oh. want this shot. And so no one else can see it but us. This is a great place for debate to happen. And so I just put, she said, this is nothing new. It's been the same social media policy for years. 
I said this directly affects nurses in our ICU. The original post was not opinion, rather exact legislation written and being discussed at the state level. Unlike blog posts, articles, and actual opinion shared within the group page all year, the only difference is this Mm -hmm. is not opinion, but my hospital doesn't want it discussed. And she said it wasn't Mm -hmm. the original post that was the issue. It was the direction, the comments that the comments were taking. And my original post was informative, but... It was just something that's not fine on the unit page. So I went back through and I screenshot some of the stuff that was um, Mm -hmm. posted throughout this year. And one post Mm -hmm. directly from my manager this year was a link to a LinkedIn account post from the American Association of Critical Care um, Nurses saying, and I'm just going to read this to you because this is just, this is what makes me mad. Like this is allowed. Um, Her post says, To those going to work in the dark, coming home in the dark, I see you. To those putting 16-hour shifts, picking up extra shifts, I see you. To those working understaffed, underpaid, and underappreciated, I see you. To those sacrificing precious moments in their time with their family and dedicating themselves to helping complete strangers, I see you. To those out there trying to do right by the communities they serve, when it seems like those communities won't do the simple things required to return the favor, I see you. Healthcare professionals continue to step up and devote all of their energy, emotion, knowledge, and time to combat the effects of a system that failed its people, of a government that failed its people, and of a divisiveness among said people that allows a pandemic to continue and surge on. They... They will say you signed up for this. They will push conspiracy theories and claim it's all a hoax. They will believe biased media and pseudoscience over you and your colleagues' colleagues expert opinion. You will show up regardless of all that and give compassionate, excellent, and unrequited care because that is what we signed up for and that is what we do. So that post is allowed within the group, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but not a post that's literally legislation that directly affects us just telling people what's happening. And that was a link to that, like my manager linked that within the post, like claiming that people, I don't know. Do you see that? Like, isn't that backwards? Mm -hmm. The inconsistency is what gets me. Exactly. That's what, that's my whole point. Like there's diversity on one side and that's not diversity. Diversity doesn't mean one opinion. Mm -hmm. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot, man. <laughs> like, for me, it's the inconsistency for sure. And yeah, you're right. It's not diversity. And this is not me and you. We're not talking for or against the vaccine right now. It's just the simple matter of like, you're not allowed to even get a discussion going by posting a link to policy. So yeah, my mind is just a little bit blown. And then I could say a lot also about that post that you just read that was allowed in the group, (laughs) but I won't. Well, maybe I will. I'll say a little bit about it. So you and I have both worked in healthcare for quite a while, you a little bit longer than me. And I like, I actually, during the H1N1 problem in 2009, I was working in public health and I gave hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of H1N1 vaccines in addition to flu shots and um, pneumococcal, like maybe even over a thousand. Like I have no idea. It was a lot. We did gigantic clinics throughout the fall. And 
what gets me in that one, aside from the emotionally driven tone of the whole thing, which fine, we are super appreciative of our healthcare workers and our teachers and all, all the people that have been working, you know, doing their jobs. We're so grateful. It's an important job. But when it comes down to the expert opinion, I'm curious who wrote that, you know, like, and is their opinion truly expert? Because I can tell you when I was working in public health, I knew enough to give informed consent, but I didn't know beyond that. Um, and I, I regret that. Like, I wish that I would have known more. And to the people, the hundreds of people that came and sat down to get their vaccine from me, they were trusting that I did have an expert opinion and that I had expert knowledge because I was working in public health and I was administering their vaccine. And I thought I did at the time. I thought I knew what I was doing. Um, just like we think we know what we're doing with so many things because we know a base level of information. But I'm not a vaccine maker. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of all of it. And like I've said before, my kids are vaccinated. I am vaccinated. But it's like, do I know everything about it? Am I an expert? No. And so I'm really curious if the person that wrote that particular post is an actual expert or if they're like me and like you, a nurse. You know what I mean? Yeah. The red bearded nurse is who wrote it. So I don't know. He, It's a guy with a red beard. <laughs> the red bearded nurse. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if his beard makes him more of an expert. No, I'm just joking. But like maybe and maybe he is. I don't no. know. Like and that, that but it's just a lot. <laughs> that begs the question, what is an expert? Like mm -hmm. I truly believe that I don't know. I just feel like we're in this state where people think some kind of degree gives you this ultimate power and knowledge over other people instead of actually like, oh gosh, mm -hmm. like we talked about in our education podcast episode, mm -hmm. you know, the willingness to learn and study and mm -hmm. um, the, the uh, I guess, arrogance that some people have versus the um, knowledge that they don't know. I, I like I would take somebody who doesn't have a degree and knows how to read and research any day over yes. somebody who has a degree and just yes. thinks they know it all because they went to school for four years. Like, no, mm -hmm. no. Right. And yeah. In the medical world, though, too, like Levi all the time, my husband, you know, he'll be like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think half of the stuff I like that I think right now if I wasn't married to you because like within the medical field mm -hmm. type things mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I go to work and I work with doctors who all have the same level of education. Maybe they're educated right. at different places, but mm -hmm. the same level of education. And there are some that I'm like, holy cow, they are scary. And there's some that right. are totally fabulous. And it mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the amount of years they went to school. It all has to do with their um internal workings of their brain and how they view themselves, mm -hmm. their education, their um, need for further knowledge, their mm -hmm. ability to understand that things change, their ability to understand that they don't know everything. Like, yeah, I was going to say, like, I think everything. It, yeah. I think it boils down to ego a lot of the time, right? Like, Absolutely. are you willing to say there's always something more to learn? And isn't that the basis of science, right? Like, there's always something more to learn. Yeah, there's theories I think to when, disprove. There's theories to prove. It's just, yeah. Yeah. The phrase settled science this year is yeah. so like, what does that even mean? What is settled mm -hmm. science? Like, how yeah. is that settled? 
Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I was just <laughs> this is a funny side <laughs> note that I was talking. Um we were walking down the hall, me and another nurse last Wednesday, and um <laughs> oh, we were talking about because we're in cardiovascular ICU. So we do like mm-hmm. everything including like strokes, like we'll do that stuff, brain Mm -hmm. stuff, but Mm -hmm. we don't do like brain traumas and things like those don't go on our unit, just like Mm -hmm. cardiac stuff doesn't go to the other unit. And then everything in between we overlap on. Mm. But this nurse was like, man, he's like, I kind of do want to start doing brain stuff because just like the neurologist walks in and they're like, well, we just don't know. Like, we don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, isn't that so true? Mm -hmm. We know so little about the brain, right? You know, And it was just really a funny conversation about how, like, it would be fun to be a um, neurologist because so often they can get away with we don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, that was totally. random. But. No, but there is so much we don't know. And about so many different things, too. Like, I run across articles every – like, I love the sciencey stuff. <laughs> sciencey stuff. <laughs> and I run across articles every day where it's like, oh, this thing that we have thought for hundreds of years, we actually just found out that that's – that's not true. Um, so I just think that there's always something more to learn, which is really cool. Anyway. There, there is. It's yeah. There is always something more to learn. Yeah. And we got to stay humble in order to admit that. Um, and that can be difficult. <laughs> but anyway, this has been sort of a long intro, but I'm ready to get into the meat of our conversation. How about you? Sure. Let's go for it. Okay. Welcome to the Boom Clap Podcast. Um, This is Cecily and Rita, and today we're talking a little bit about agreeing to disagree. And we just had a little bit of a conversation before starting here about some of the stuff that's been going on in Rita's hospital, um, in her Facebook, her private Facebook group. And there's just so much of this going on. It's like we have forgotten how to have conversation and how to be unique individuals with unique perspectives and to respect each other on that. So as we've been talking a little bit back and forth this week, um, this is something we thought that, you know, that you guys might like to hear about as well, because it's a conversation that Rita and I have been having consistently. Rita, what's the first thing you want to get into? I don't know. Just reflecting on what we just talked about, it's just another Mm -hmm. example of where it's like you can't even – I, I think that the biggest thing we're talking about agreeing to disagree, mm-hmm. um, that it's almost unacceptable right now to have a different opinion than the consensus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's dangerous because mm-hmm. what happens when – what like just for example, what happens when the consensus is wrong? Right. And you're not even allowed to question. I think that is so awful for one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how do we grow if so not only if it's not wrong but maybe just not the best? Like what if there's a better answer out there? You're not even looking for the better answer. You're not even looking to improve if this is just a general consensus and what we're going to keep doing. And that's vague and not like using a specific mm-hmm. example, but that's my initial thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. And I also think that a lot of the disagreement that is had is because people disagree on their moral reasons for doing or believing something. Um, so 
what I mean by that is like, let's take the mask debate, for example. Mm -hmm. And again, as we'll keep repeating, this is not for or against. It's just a great example. So I just started reading this book called Winsome Conviction. And I had told Rita about it last week and I read part of the intro to her. And so I'm going to read that for you and um, we can talk about that. So it says here, to one side, neighbor love is not perpetuating via wearing a mask and overreaction that is only stoking needless fear. But to the other side, loving our neighbors means showing deference to those in our community who are fearful and adopting precautions advocated by reputable health experts. So when I first read that to Rita, we both had kind of different initial thoughts about it. But what I just wanted to point out is that I feel like when we're disagreeing about things, it's so helpful if we can just remember that we're not disagreeing, hopefully just for the fun of it, but that we all have real reasons um, that we're believing and it's okay to be convicted about that. So long as we're not, you know, totally slandering people in the process. So in that quote, it was saying that some people believe that wearing a mask is the loving thing to do to love our neighbor. um, Whereas others believe the loving thing to do is to not perpetuate this fear. And I can see both sides of that. Like I can see that if someone's really terrified wearing a mask or if they're compromised will make them feel better and they'll feel respected by you. But I also do feel and understand the fact that for a large part of the population, wearing masks and putting children in masks is perpetuating fear. So I can see that both sides are trying to be loving and that's awesome. But the problem is it turns into a fight rather than acknowledging that everyone's trying to do what they can to love their neighbor. Yeah. I mean, so what's funny is I know everybody has seen the videos of people in a grocery store or something not wearing a mask. And then the Mm -hmm. mask wearer who thinks it's important to wear a mask, who is Mm -hmm. fearful of the person not wearing a mask, gets in their Mm -hmm. face and screams at them. (laughs) Right. Super helpful. (laughs) That's interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But my my thoughts are mainly like I am for freedom. I am for freedom. And Mm -hmm. when – when you add freedom to this mix, it simplifies everything. The person who wants to wear the mask is free to wear it. And the person mm-hmm. who doesn't want to wear the mask is free not to. And those people mm-hmm. are free to either decide to interact mm-hmm. with each other or not interact with each other. And I don't understand why it's so hard to just respect each other. And I just feel like one side tends to get the benefit of the doubt on what is right. most respectful and most Mm -hmm. kind and loving. And Mm -hmm. I just find it frustrating that we can't just agree to disagree. Like, I don't really care if you wear a mask. I just don't want to do it myself. And I don't want my kids doing it. Like, I don't care Mm -hmm. if you do. It doesn't hurt me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just find that so many people – and. Like Cecily said, I don't like again, I don't care if you want to wear a mask. It is not harmful to me. So that's fine. That's your decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not arguing for or against right now, but I will say that so many people I know don't want to be wearing it, but they feel almost bullied into it because somehow they're made to seem like they're not caring towards their neighbor and that they have to do it. And there's all these reasons why they have to do it. And I just find it really sad that no one can see the other side of the coin. Right. And so I'm just 
thinking, playing devil's advocate here, someone might hear you say, <clears throat> like, I don't care if you wear a mask, like, please do if you want to, because it's not going to hurt me. They might be thinking in the back of their mind, well, you not wearing a mask is going to hurt me. Right. Not if they're not around me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple as that. That's how freedom yeah. works. Like, they don't yeah. have to come within my space. Like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like, for example, at our church, we have people who um, very much believe that the mask is helpful and they wear it right. and they want everybody mm -hmm. to wear it. And there's people who don't. And mm -hmm. uh, we sit directly behind another line of people in our church and we're close in close quarters with them, but they don't right. wear a mask. And the people that do um, – I don't physically go up and talk to them unless if they want to come talk to me, they come talk to me. And that's just how it works, like being respectful of each other. And they have never been like, oh, my gosh, you're killing. You're going to kill someone. Like they just understand like this is what I do. This is what I mm -hmm. chose for my family. Mm -hmm. And I understand what they chose for their family. And it works. And yeah. everybody still loves each other. And it's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> It is. That it is. It's a good example of of that working really well. And it's unfortunate. And again, this is just the mask example, but this is for so many things in life. It's right? a good that, example, though, of yeah. yeah, a lot of different things. Yeah, like there's so many things that we are really convicted of, um, and someone else will be really convicted of the opposite, right? Um, so yeah, it's a really good. Well, and I think. I think oh, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. No, well, I go. think I think also. Um, a lot of people have replaced disagreeing with an action, like the mask thing, for example, as like you don't love them as a person. Right. Like I yeah. don't – I might not agree with the decision about what you're doing, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean I don't love you or like you or any mm -hmm. of those things. And mm -hmm. it's like we take everything so personally and I don't really mm -hmm. know – like, I don't know. I just feel like we're so weak as a society. And I know I'm a real mm -hmm. Debbie Downer today. But this is just how I feel. Like, I just feel like we're a bunch <laughs> of weaklings. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I, I got to say this. So the other oh day, I messaged, <laughs> I messaged Cecily. I don't know if any of you guys watch Seinfeld, um, but I messaged Cecily <laughs> that I feel like George Costanza's dad on the Festivus episode where he's like, I got a lot of problems with you people and you're going to hear about them. <laughs> like, oh boy. Come Thursday, Friday, like mm -hmm. that is how I felt last week. And then I yeah. had an awesome, refreshing weekend and I'm right yeah. back there today. <laughs> See, like Rita, what I want to point out to you and to everyone, first of all, now all I can picture is his dad and he's hilarious, but like you were feeling that way last week, right? But you didn't blow up all over social media, right? You didn't blow up all over people that weren't familiar with you. You sent me a message because you know, I'm a safe place and you know that we have a relationship that can handle that sort of thing, but you didn't blast it all over the place. And I like, I was looking up some scripture this morning um, because every time we do this, I'm like, Lord, let me speak with wisdom. And James 1 19, 20 says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And, you know, it's okay to be angry, right? But I, it's good that you didn't then 
blow up all over the place because <laughs> that's when it gets messy, right? And that doesn't produce anything good. Yeah. So I really appreciate appreciated that about, you know, the way you've been feeling. Yeah. And I wouldn't – I don't even know if it's like anger or just like right. frustration and – Frustration. Yeah. I don't know. And it's funny yeah. that you use the word wise after I quoted Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So much wisdom. <laughs> yeah. There's another meme that's been going around and it's like one of the golden girls. Yeah. I sent this to you too, actually. Yeah. This is like when I'm trying to be a ray of sunshine, but I don't know. People keep doing something. I can't remember exactly. It's Many the, people have the tall lady. I can't remember what her name is. But. I can't remember either. But yeah, basically, you know, we're trying. <laughs> people try so hard to be nice, but, you know, we're still all sinful people surrounded by sinful people and it's hard. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I think just back to agreeing to disagree and Mm -hmm. the world we live in, I really, I just, I don't understand why it's such a hard concept. I don't understand that. And I had this conversation around the shot with an, uh, I can say vaccine here. Like I'm used to being on Instagram and you can't say the word vaccine or they'll be like, "Mm, you're done. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, I had this conversation at work about the, sh- the shot, the vaccine. <laughs> I, can't, I can't like switch my wording and people like sometimes are like shot. What is she talking about? Like so a shot of what? So for people that don't know, Rita has, um, does a lot of speaking about this topic on Instagram. She's got a large following and what she's noticed is when she uses certain words like vaccine she gets like shut down. So if anyone's wondering why she obsessively says shot instead of vaccine, that is why. (laughs) It's like, it's like I can't uh, change my brain over. But anyways, this conversation at work the other day, you know, we had a good back and forth together. And it was an awesome, it's a great example of talking to somebody who completely disagrees with me and just Mm -hmm. being able to converse. Like we didn't walk away with either one of our minds changed. I think Mm -hmm. that, um, Mm She definitely said that's a good point a couple times, like that mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of that. But um, neither one of us had our minds changed, but it was mm-hmm. a good example of how we can disagree lovingly and still walk away friends. And mm-hmm. neither one of us have, at least I don't have any hard feelings towards her. Totally. But, yeah. Um, at the end of the conversation, you know, she was basically like, you know, I just don't understand why somebody wouldn't want to do something to protect someone else. Mm -hmm. And I just said, you know, I don't live my life expecting others to protect me. Like that's my job, Mm -hmm. my job to make decisions for my family and other people need to make the best decision for theirs. And she was just like, well, I guess I do. Like I do live my life expecting other people to do Mm -hmm. things for Mm me. Mm -hmm. And so that was interesting and I know that about people. Like I, I realize yeah. that. That's why we're mm-hmm. um, kind of fighting back and forth right now because some people think mm-hmm. that it is their responsibility to um, protect others, even if that means harming some people in the process. And other people mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. that it is ultimately their responsibility and their decision. And I've talked right. to people on both sides of that Um like some people with autoimmune disorders, for example, mm-hmm. uh, who do feel that they they don't need other people to get a shot or, you know, protect them mm-hmm. from anything and other people mm-hmm. that do. And so it's just interesting to me to think about that and um, 
just ponder that for a little yeah. while. Like, where are you at on that? Do you do you think it's other people's job? And I, I realize there's different scenarios for that. You know, totally. are you texting and driving? Are you, um, oh, yeah. you know, are you driving a hundred mile an hour, you know, down mm. an interstate and swerving yeah. back and forth or, are you choosing not to get a vaccine? I mean, that's they're different levels. Those are different things. D- yeah, um, different levels. And it was interesting too in that conversation. You know, she said, "I do feel like parents should have a choice on vaccines, but then they should have the choice to keep their kids home from school. Like they shouldn't be allowed to go to school." And mm-hmm. I also put posed a question. You know, but if your kid is the child who has the immune problem. Would you have a choice mm-hmm. to keep your kid home from school to protect them? Okay. Right. Well, I hadn't thought about it from that angle. You know, it's just like right. we, there's different angles to look at everything. And sometimes we get so um, dead set on one opinion because we haven't yeah. even looked at the other side of things and played devil's yeah. advocate like you said earlier. So, Yeah. So I'm going to go back a little bit to like what you were talking about with your friend. So she had said that she doesn't know why someone wouldn't do something to protect the greater community. And whereas you came at it more from like, well, like it's, you don't, you don't put it on anyone else to protect you and your family. That's your job. Right. And so I guess I fall somewhere in the middle. And again, I don't know if it's because I'm Canadian and you're American and Canadians tend to have more of like this collective mentality rather than an individual type mentality. But I do I think a lot of the things I do, I do for the good of the community. And, and, but then again, there's a lot of things I do individually. Like, like I'm like you, I don't rely on other people to take care of me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I very much fall in the middle. And I, I think because of the fact that I'm in the middle, I'm like, okay, well, I can see Rita's point. Totally agree with that. And I, think that we shouldn't be dependent on anyone to protect us. Like that is our job. But I also can see why someone with more of the collective mindset feels the way that they do. But again, it's just an example of being convicted in one direction or the other, right? And for both good reasons. So that's why I like the fact that you and your friend were able to walk away from that still friends, still with lots of mutual respect, but just convicted of two things that both lead to one good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's so hard because I feel like in order to, this is why I just think people understanding the concept of freedom is Mm -hmm. so important because Mm -hmm. we're each free to make our own decisions, right? Mm -hmm. At this point. Mm -hmm. And I guess we're free not to associate with people who don't do the things that we feel need to be done to be protected, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just interesting. I think yeah. you can look at it from the aspect too of um, taking freedoms away is a very slippery slope. So maybe I feel like I'm protecting people exactly. <laughs> by not taking freedoms away. And so it's, yeah. just, it's just really interesting when you slow down and look at everything and agreeing to disagree is freedom. Like that is freedom because you can't, if we're all doing the same thing and we all have to agree on the same thing, Mm -hmm. that's the opposite of freedom. 
So maybe what we should do is we should talk about, you know, we've talked a lot about how we're not agreeing to disagree and that sucks, but like, let's talk about how we can agree to disagree. Like, obviously we're not going to change the whole culture. We can't take people and make them start agreeing respectfully. Um, but Rita, I think what you always say, and I always get it wrong, you know, take care of your own house first. Is that right? Uh, hold down your own fort. Hold down your own fort. I'm always saying house instead of fort. Because <laughs> I live in a fort. No. <laughs> 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 funny. Okay. So hold down your own fort. Like we cannot change the whole world. And that would be like us pushing conformity as well. Right. And we mm-hmm. don't want to do that. So what we can do though, is we can be responsible for the way that we react to people and we can be responsible for how we teach our kids to react to people, um, by how we model it. And Rita, I'm going to let you go in a second, but I want to read one more scripture from Colossians 4, verse 2 through 6. There is so much good in this one. So it says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I'm in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of time, and let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer each person. So when I was looking, because I had the part of it in my head, let your speech always be gracious and seasoned with salt, Mm -hmm. as we were going into this conversation, but I wanted to look up the actual place because I couldn't remember where in the Bible it was from, and I wanted to look at some of the context. And I think the context is really important because at this point, Paul is in prison for preaching Christ, right? And at, I wrote out this verse, these couple of verses, these few verses by hand. And then I read it over and over and I went through it with a different colored pen and I circled some of the parts that I thought really speak to how we can start agreeing to disagree and engaging the world with love. And so it turned into more circles than I was thinking it would. But like I said, there's a lot of good in the passage. And the first thing I circled was continue steadfastly in prayer. So I think that's so important. And I have done so much in my life where I haven't relied on prayer. And the truth is I am weak and I am broken. Like I'm a human and it's only by the grace of Christ that I'm redeemed. And without him and without the spirit and without being in communion with him in prayer, that's kind of scary. (laughs) Like I wouldn't trust myself to not, um, to be wise in this world if I wasn't speaking to God. The next thing that really stuck out to me was pray also for us. Um, So not only should we be praying individually for ourselves, but we should also be praying for each other, right? Because Mm -hmm. just changing ourselves or praying for ourselves is not going to fix anything. Um, But God is going to work when we pray for each other as well. And then the next thing I circled was that God may open to us a door for the word, because ultimately we have all of these little um, fights that go on in the world. I was looking for a better word. That's the only one I could come up with these fights, these disagreements, but ultimately they are nothing compared to what is coming. And that the one thing we want people to know is the truth. And 
We just need to keep praying that God's going to open doors for us to declare the mystery of who Christ is. Also, I circled the word clear, and that's how we ought to speak, right? And that goes back to that passage I read earlier from James 1. Like, we need to be quick to hear and to try to understand someone's perspective so that we can actually be clear when it's time for us to speak. Um, then another one was walk in wisdom toward outsiders because they're looking at us. And when I say outsiders, I mean those who are not Christian. And so maybe saying outsiders might seem a little harsh, but it just basically means those who don't have the same faith. Um, we just need to walk in wisdom and set an example. And again, it starts with holding down our own fort. And then the next thing I circled was the best use of time. Like time is limited and we need to be so careful with how we spend it. And this goes back to um, the values, right? And how we spend our time because not only is Jesus coming back someday, but we could die at any moment. Unfortunately, just yesterday, an old family friend took her life at the age of 30. And it just really brought to mind the whole as Christians, we need to be making the best use of time because in her final words that she posted before she took her life, she was saying that she has tried everything and there's just no hope for her and she could never change and she didn't see anything getting better. And it was like, man, she needed someone in her life to speak hope and to speak truth. And what were we all doing? Were we making the best use of time? You know what I mean? And not that we're taking on responsibility for what she chose to do, but the light needs to get into the world. And we can only do that when we use our time well. Next thing, always be gracious and seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer each person. So again, quick to hear, slow to speak. So those are kind of the things that I had pulled out for how we can start agreeing to disagree. Yeah, that's good. And I will say like the quick to hear, slow to speak, that's a struggle for me still. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I'm better, a lot better at it than I used to be. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's something that we can all work on because totally. if you're consciously thinking about when you're talking to someone, especially someone you don't necessarily agree with, are mm -hmm. you listening to what they're saying? So like mm -hmm. Cecily said, you can be clear when it's your time to speak or are mm -hmm. you just automatically thinking of the first thing that you can say? Yeah, like what's my rebuttal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard um, a friend had said, shared something the other day that said something about, I won't get it right, but it was something about arguing versus debating and how mm -hmm. arguing mm -hmm. is more like you're seeking out to be right. Debating mm -hmm. is trying to find the truth. And right. I thought that was oh, yeah. really good because I do think there's a difference between arguing and debate. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I'm, I'm going to continue on this thought, but I wanted to add where you said something about, you know, we have to pray for others mm -hmm. as well as ourselves. Totally agree. And also, mm -hmm. I do think often praying for ourselves is really powerful, but sometimes our prayers aren't answered the way we think that they're going to be. Yes. Um, sometimes yeah. it's just changing ourselves a little bit um, right. and being open to uh, the change mm -hmm. being within us. So, totally. um, but back to the arguing versus debating, I, I will say agreeing to disagree or even just having a debate that sometimes changes your mind or the other person changes their mind. If you're if you're debating someone, you're not participating in personal attacks. 
Right. Um, And responding with wisdom, like Cecily said, Um, I had just posted something this morning and someone commented to me, um, you know, trying to attack. (laughs) And I'm just going to read some of this because I think it's kind of funny and I think it's a really good example of – I used to be someone who wanted to get the jab in, but that's not right. productive. That is not yeah. helpful. And mm-hmm. I'm willing to admit, like, I have grown a lot in this area. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> this person had commented, you act like science is terrible, but the very phone you're using to make your uneducated comments. So she couldn't mm-hmm. just say the phone you're using to make your comments. It's uneducated. Yeah. you got to get that jab right. in. It was created yeah. by science. God didn't make cell phones or electricity when he made the world. If you recall, Adam and Eve were naked when God made them. Just saying, which mm-hmm. I just find it so funny that mm-hmm. she said God didn't create electricity. <laughs> but I just yeah, said. Because he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just said, well, yeah. what is lightning? And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. explain that everything that is created here um, has been created by observing and using things already here and people already here. And I just said, if you want to explain, I'll listen. And um, left it at that. And she proceeded to attack again and just like keep digging at my faith, digging at my Mm -hmm. religion. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, basically I posted, this is a great illustration of how people these days interact. No thoughtful debate, arguments or personal attacks, name calling Mm -hmm. in place of discussion. And it doesn't work with me. And I'm not going to dig back at her. I'm not going to be rude to her, but I will engage in discussion if she's willing Mm -hmm. to do so. And Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I think that people, especially on social media these days, can tend to engage in arguments instead of debate um, Mm -hmm. and just attack people. And Mm -hmm. agreeing to disagree, there's not going to be attacks. My friend at work, when we're talking, I'm not like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're so dumb or something like, and she's not, you're so dumb back at me. Like we don't Mm -hmm. do that to each other. We just have a discussion using Mm -hmm. facts or opinion. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. You can be discussing opinion as well. Um, but it doesn't involve personal attacks. It actually involves a discussion. Yeah. So, and you, you know what's interesting? I I saw your post this morning, and as far as I can remember, you didn't reference religion at all in your post. No, I did not. So and it's so, very interesting yes. that the thing she chose to attack was something you mm-hmm. didn't even mention. So, what mm-hmm. is her motivation there? You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's why it's extra important to make sure that we're gracious and seasoned with salt because. She is that outsider looking in, right? Mm-hmm. And so you are so wise to not cut back. Yeah. I mean, I just think that that's – and, and that's something I talk about on my post sometimes, you know, because people who think – who um, share the same opinion as me on some things sometimes will start name-calling other people. And I'm like, that's not allowed here in this mm-hmm. space. And I just mm-hmm. also, guys, on social media, like while we're talking on this, on social media and cutting down people there, you take time. It's, I feel like in personal conversation, you're using your voice and mm-hmm. you're sometimes saying words as fast as you think them. But yeah. on social media, you physically have to type Mm-hmm. And you have to hit the send button or the post mm-hmm. button or the comment button. And that takes time. And so I have a much lower tolerance for um, like vulgar, rude, mean comments on social media mm-hmm. versus they were in so person. Intentional. Yeah, yeah, they're intentional. They're um, premeditated, if you will, yeah. you know, whereas yeah. in person, 
I I can give a little more grace there. But I really think that if we want to, quote, agree to disagree, or if we want to have a more productive conversation in society and people willing to accept our um, opinions or accept um, us living the way that we want to, we have to be able to um, do that for others, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's the basis for respect right there. All right. Is there anything else you want to add or should we start thinking about wrapping this sucker up? Let's wrap it up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, you guys. Um, If you want to find us on, you know, somewhere other than the podcast, you can find me, Cecily, at my blog, thegracetogrow.com or on Instagram, Instagram (laughs) at cecily.dickey. And you can find me, Rita, at RitaRogersCo.com or on Instagram at RitaRogersCo. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.